Welcome to the Creative Career Solutions for Parents podcast. This is your host, Gina Visram, and today I am so excited to bring you a conversation with truly one of my favourite people, and I will tell you a few funny stories about that along the way. But Karen Williams of Librotus is a book coach and a book mentor. We connected years ago, very soon after she wrote her first book, The Secret of Successful Coaches. Now, I'm fairly sure that I met her back in 2010, maybe 2011, but she has not only written that first book that I mentioned, which was, which is an absolute must read uh, for anybody in the coaching industry or who wants to get into it, but she has recently published book number five, Book Marketing Made Simple. And I'm incredibly aware that writing a book is often a huge, huge dream goal plan for people. And Karen Williams is absolutely the woman to speak to when you want to move that from a dream to help it become a reality. So welcome, Karen. Thank you, Gina. Thank you. Thank you for the lovely introduction and for welcoming me. Um, well, that first book was published in 2011, so Ooh. it wasn't long after that, was it? And I remember meeting you at an event in London, and I remember you quoting my book back at me, <laughs> oh my gosh. which I thought was absolutely amazing, and it was kind of really... Wow, you know, that was my first book, first foray into writing, and yeah, that was that was brilliant introduction to you. Oh, well, that was it. Well, that was the funny story that I was referring to, and thank you for correcting <laughs> me on the timeline. You're absolutely right, of course. I'm so, guessing it was then anyway, so it was, it was around about that time. It was. It was exactly at that time, and that was exactly what I was going to say, is that I had a proper fangirl moment, but I'm so glad that you didn't just kind of run away and think, ooh, crazy stalker, because... <laughs> It was. It was at a coaching group, wasn't it? And you came and you presented. And we had a chat afterwards. And I was literally quoting your book back at you because I just thought it was incredible. <laughs> and that that was hilarious. And of course, after that, we then worked together. And I think that's a really important context to give. So I've not actually talked about it much on this podcast. Um, but to just give a little bit of context to any listeners who don't know, I would like you to know that I wrote and published a book a few years ago, actually in 2013. And it is called Happily Ever After for Grown Ups. And it's a career coaching book. It was targeted at newlyweds. And it really is sort of relevant to anybody in long term relationships who have big dreams and goals and ambitions and they want to make sure that their relationship stays on track and healthy as does their career without kind of any resentment or anything like that. So Karen we obviously met um, before I wrote the book mm-hmm. and we we worked together at a few different stages didn't we? Yeah, we. I remember we. Uh, you'd written most of the book. We worked together, and I remember honing your system into the book. And then you came back to me later when you launched it as a Kindle, which was probably a couple of years ago now, wasn't it? Just to you know give it that that boost. And obviously, you had it on Kindle then. And you know, a lot of people these days like to have the opportunity of doing one or the other. Yes, that was exactly it. So I had written the book. It was actually with the editor. And we were, I know, (laughs) and we were talking because I really wanted to talk to you about my book marketing, which obviously leans 
entirely into uh, your your current book, um, your newest book, I should say, Book Marketing Made Simple. And so that had been the premise upon which that we were going to work. However, you challenged me <laughs> to see whether my seven-step system, which I had formed as part of this um, coaching for couples, to see whether it could spell something so it could be a little bit more catchy than than actually just saying sort of what it is and the book was called Happily Ever After for Grown Ups and I actually got it when you really kind of pushed me and challenged me with it and I was a little bit reluctant because I was like the book's already with the editor (laughs) why did I want to make such a big change but actually that encouragement and firm nudging (laughs) resulted in me actually managing to get it to spell happily And it was just such a real boost for the book. So thank you for pushing me in that way. Um, But Karen, I'd love you to to really tell us about your current business and your journey to get there. So tell us more about how you have become this sort of extraordinary book coach and mentor. Um, Well, I never set out to do it, I must admit. I started out in business in uh, November 2006 when I trained as a coach, and I was doing career coaching to begin with, um, working with individuals who were a bit like I was early in 2006, and one day I realised I was in a job that I didn't enjoy doing and I needed to do something else. And I discovered coaching, I discovered the value of it, and I trained to become a coach myself. Um, But as you know, know, Gina, it's not easy setting up a business, and I think we all go through challenges when we do so. And... um, It was 2009 when I wrote the first book. It kind of, although it was really challenging to do so, you know, I don't regret a single moment of it. I never set out to write that book. Um, I was doing my NLP master's at the time and I was um, interviewing some really successful coaches to find out their secrets. And I just knew that I had to put it down in a book. Um, But the book book mentoring didn't actually happen until later. I think it was, it was probably around about, well, obviously, I think you were the first person who said, hey, I'm writing a book, you know, can you help? You've done it yourself. And that was one of the first sort of nudges into the book mentoring arena. And it wasn't until 2014 that I actually, you know, became, I suppose, that title of a book mentor and started working with business owners who wanted to write a book. You know, we, we, we know that, you know, it's one of those things that helps you to grow your business, to put you on the map, to, you know, demonstrate your credibility. And a lot of people have a dream to write a book, as you've already mentioned. So, yeah, that's why a lot of people do it. And that's why I do what I do now. I had one one nudge too many and it <laughs> pushed me in this direction. And, you know, I never, as I said, I never set out to write more than one book, but now I'm on number five. So I'm not quite sure how that's happened over the years, but it has. And it's made a huge difference to my business and my clients. Well, that's entirely a point that I would love us to touch on now, actually, because I think it's fairly well known in entrepreneurial circles and and by that I mean anybody who currently has a business, anybody who is thinking about starting a business, um, anybody who sort of looks at personal development in this space. It's actually a really well-known, I guess, thing, idea that writing a book is one of the best things that you can do for your business. Uh Karen, can you tell us a little bit more about why that is? 
Well, I think it's not just about writing a book, but writing the right book. I think, you know, mm. I do come across people who write a book, but it's not, you know, the best book is one that's aligned to your business that allows you to demonstrate your expertise. And I was having a conversation with a prospective client earlier today, actually, and he wants to write his book be to be perceived as an expert, to be able to share the knowledge he has and actually make that bigger difference in the world. And I think, you know, they're really core cool things that prompt people to write that book. Um, and obviously, with a book, you can reach so many more people than you can through, um, you know, through a website, through Twitter, through any other medium that we rely on these days. But a book, you know, out on Amazon, out on Waterstones, you know, on you know, on the World Wide Web, just allows you to just, you know, just reach more people than you can do otherwise. I create that ripple effect as well. Definitely, I have to agree. I have to say, one of my proudest moments, I think, was my book being available on Amazon. And it just felt incredible to think that something that I was so passionate about doing, you know, working with working with couples so that they can be really satisfied in their careers and their relationships, that I could put some of that knowledge out there that I had uh, gained myself, that I had gained from coaching clients, so that it really can be accessible, even if people weren't ready to work with me one-on-one necessarily and of course there's only 24 hours in the day so you can't work with all of the people that um that might benefit from the knowledge that you have to share so yeah so really kind of having your ideas out there um is just just feels incredible but you 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 made a really important distinction when I asked the question and thank you Karen which is that it's not just about writing a book it's about writing the right book yeah and I think for me there's two words I'll often use with clients um, alignment so you know when you're writing a book having a a message that's aligned so when people look at you on online on your website they talk to you at a networking event the message is aligned so you'll kind of use it as uh, to leverage second word is leverage to leverage your expertise and as you say it's about reaching more people than you can do on a one-to-one basis you know I can only work one-to-one with a limited amount of people because they get a lot of my time and a lot of my knowledge and expertise obviously to help them to write and also publish the book Um, so having the book just allows people to get to know you on a on a on a on a level you couldn't do otherwise which I think is you know a really great reason for doing it definitely now Karen this podcast is I like to think it's of interest to a very wide group of people um mm-hmm. but uh, really one of my motivations behind starting uh creative career solutions for parents was uh, I, I guess really suggested by the title <laughs> of the podcast, um, it's not so subtle, uh, but really just the idea that um, when you become a parent, it becomes one of those times in your life where it, where, where you do reflect because you have a whole new set of priorities and your, your time and, and our time is always precious, but, but you, but you get that kind of extra special not not frequent sleeping fairly loud very cuddleable reminder that um that it's important to make uh make real make real decisions I suppose is what I'm trying to say with your time as opposed to it it kind of all just sort of happening naturally and and maybe some things can sort of fall um fall by the wayside so I mention all of this because um I I suppose, you know, thinking about the mum, 
thinking <laughs> about the mum, uh, potentially like me, the mum of a toddler, or the mum of twins, or the mum of, you know, primary school age children, or whatever the case might be, you know, we're here talking about writing a book, but she might really be thinking, I barely have time to, you know, jump in the shower and wash my hair <laughs> on, you know, on, on, a, on a good day. Um, you know, what would, what would you say are, are some of the best ways to really move forward with getting your ideas out of your head and onto paper? And how can we use time wisely um, when we might be quite time poor? Yes, yeah, a good, a really good question. And you know, I have a confession to make. I don't have children. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a wife. I'm a, um, I'm, a, I'm an auntie. I've, um, I'm a daughter. But I don't actually have children myself. But from a time point of view, I think you know, I think especially mums, you know, are really time poor. So when I work with clients, one of the things we do is we look at how the book supports their business. So um, it could be, you know. One of the things I do is we work on the structure for the book. So if someone works with me one-to-one, I get my post-it notes out and we plan the structure of the book. And when you've got a clear structure for the book, it makes it easier to write it. So you can find those, you know, more likely to be able to find those pockets of time to actually write it. But it's more than that. You know, when you've got a book that's aligned to your business, you know, you could have a blog post that could go into the book or you could take a piece of the book and turn it into a blog post. And it's just really about being able to multi-purpose the material. You know, a podcast could be a blog. It could go into a book. You know, this could go into a book if you wanted to all of the podcasts you're doing oh <laughs> so exceed here. but you know all of this it's just about looking at how you can multi-purpose your content and I think too many people think they have to create content once and then that's it but when you can multi-purpose it you can you can uh, play to your strengths but also um help people in the way that they like to be helped as well um, that's a really good point, Karen, because it's true. You know, when you think about writing a book, I suppose I sort of think about it how I did it, which was, you know, it, it was pre-baby. And I I essentially, you know, when I, I, I wrote the first three chapters, I remember this, and then I, I think nothing really happened for about eight months. And I remember thinking, oh, gosh, it's like I'm writing a book in theory, but in practice, I haven't looked at this for a really long time. And I really only moved you know, from chapter three to chapter 10, by putting myself under house arrest. And, you know, hubby and I had a real sort of understanding about this. And Friday would be our date night, our fun night, dinner, clubbing, whatever it was we wanted to do. But the rest of the weekend, I would really be just kind of focused, focused, focused on writing the book. Now, that's not something that I'd be able to do now. But Karen, you just made really good points, which is that, If you're out there and you're writing blogs and you're writing shorter pieces or you're doing podcasts or as we all have now, our phones attached to us, there's always an audio recording. You know, you can kind of talk into that. And there are there are some fairly reasonable transcription services these days, aren't there? Yeah, there are. And I think it's just, you know, there's a couple of other things I want to add. You know, you, you know, some people you know, write in big chunks of time, which sounds like it's very much you and me. I like to write in big chunks of time. Some people write for an hour a day. And I think for part of that is thinking about, you know, 
when do you write at your best? So are you a morning person, an evening person? So you can maximise the time you are writing, but also how you write at your best. So, you know, some of my clients like to type like I do. I, I sit at my laptop, I type my book into Word. Um, there's also tools like Scrivener, which some people use as well. Or you could literally dictate it. You know, I know some people who much prefer to dictate it and then either get someone else to transcribe it for them or one of my clients who actually just published, she um, literally would talk it into her Mac and it would transcribe it for her. Okay, it has its downsides because it doesn't capture every single word, but the essence was caught, so it enabled her to edit it later. So it's just finding a way that works for you, and I think there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to writing a book. Well, that's a really, really important message that I want, you know, you, if you're listening, I would really love you to take that message um, from this conversation uh, between me and Karen, which is that there is no one-size-fits-all. And I know, you know, you kind of see the, you know, what you generally see is the person sitting on, whether it's sort of Carrie Bradshaw, Sex in the City style, sort of sitting on a laptop and writing her, her newspaper columns and her book and all of that. that. That kind of is the sort of more traditional impression that we get. But if you think outside the box and start to use some of these tools that Karen's talking about now, and recognize that people can really write a book by talking a book. Um, and that, you know, if you take the time, and, and I can absolutely speak to this because this made the world of difference for me. If you can take that time to structure it and get clear on what your chapters um, can potentially be talking about and, you know, really have an idea of how that breaks down, then when you do have half an hour or an hour, or whatever the case might be, you can be really, really specific about what you can do in that time, instead of having that panicked moment of, I really should be writing my book, but I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, and another thing to add is that, you know, you don't have to do it all yourself. Certainly, but, you know, in well, my first book and also book Marketing Made Simple, I had case studies, so client case studies. So I know um, you very kindly um, offered a, a case study from when we worked together and also other contributors as well, because there are other people who may have expertise in an area where you don't feel so comfortable. So you don't have to do it all yourself. Um, other clients have got put in, you know, other client case studies in there, but it enables you to reinforce what you're teaching, what you're saying, what you're sharing. Um, so you know yeah you don't have to do it all yourself I think is a key key message here definitely and yes I can I can think about it was it was the same with happily ever after for grown-ups and I as part of the interview process with my experts in the book like you uh Karen and like Bella and and importantly like the 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 sort of 20 plus brides that I spoke to I actually sent them a questionnaire So it wasn't an interview like this or it wasn't a face-to-face interview or anything like that. It was something that people could do on their own time. But actually, taking that approach as well, you then have the information right in front of you that you can cut and paste into the relevant parts of the book. Uh, Yeah, thank you for that, Karen. That's That's a really great point. Now, Book Marketing Made Simple, your most recent book, and it's got a, a gorgeous book cover and it's sitting in front of me and it kind of tells you, you know, really what you need to, to know just sort of looking at that book cover. It's got a, a light bulb by way of ideas and on it you mention, you know, PR and Amazon and bestseller and interviews and telesummit and pitch and Facebook and all, all sorts of things. 
And so I really wanted to ask you, Karen, you recommend that it's important to promote your book at all stages of its creation. Mm. Why is that so essential? Tell us more about that. Well, when you're writing a book, it does help you to stand out from the crowd. And I think it's important not to wait until you've published it. Even saying you're writing a book puts you in a different league to your competitors. And during the early stages, you can do things like market research, a bit like your questionnaire, Gina. You know, sending out a questionnaire saying to 20 brides, saying, I'm writing a book and I'd love to get your input. You're raising your profile as a business owner and an entrepreneur before you've even actually put pen to paper. And I think that can make a huge difference. And also during the early stages, you'll be building your community. You'll be um, potentially... um, looking at your reach through social media through your newsletter networking all great opportunities to start talking about your book and of course when you come to launch it I remember going to your um, book party Gina and I remember remember that very well Um, and also launching on Amazon as well so a bit like your Kindle launch and also getting PR from the book because there's not much point in writing a book unless you actually tell people about it and that's a whole different ball game telling people who are doing it can be a bit scary as well and I work with a lot of clients you know around that area of confidence and I work with a, a colleague of mine who helps people to manage their critic and the voices in their head that stopped them um, and also you know once you publish the book it's about the keeping the momentum going you know as you say you know the secrets of successful coaches it may be oh, I suppose a little bit out of date now because technology's moved on so much but it still sells you know it doesn't sell hundreds and hundreds of copies per month but I still see it making a difference to people and people still come to me and say they've read it or they've got a copy of the book um, and yeah that one was out in yeah 2011 so yeah, I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah, no, it absolutely does. It absolutely does because it's really true, especially if you're talking about writing a book as 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 we're talking about it, Karen. So we're we're predominantly talking about non-fiction books that really help you um build your business and or articulate your vision and your message and and whatever it is that you feel called to to share with the world. We're, we're predominantly talking about that sort of book. And so it, it's absolutely true. It's, you're, you know, I think when, when we feel a little bit shy about talking about what we're doing, it's really quite important to remember that, that you're almost, you're, you're almost robbing people of something that can really benefit their lives and what they're trying to achieve. Because if you take the time to do this sort of marketing and and ultimately connection is one of the things that I would call it if you take the time to do that throughout and really connect with the right people then you know that what you're doing can make a really positive difference for them so it, it kind of becomes our responsibility to to really try and connect yeah, and I think the same can, you know, when it comes to marketing, can apply to all sorts of books. You know, if you're writing a memoir, autobiography, even a fiction book, you know, I see so many fiction authors now. They, 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 they're connecting with their uh, readers through Twitter, or they've got a Facebook page, and all of that is incredibly important. I remember I went to the book fair last year um, in London, and I saw a crime author who um, was basically talking about how he's setting up his YouTube channel because he's recognised that, you know, he can talk about the book, he can talk about the stories in the book and how that engages with his audience so it's slightly different in that respect because people are expecting the next one um and it's slightly different in terms of you know entrepreneurs tend to write the book and then they might create the program based on the book and you know the other online or physical products that they actually create so it's slightly different in terms of um uh return on investment and of time money etc um but it's still 
it's still about raising the awareness, you know, whatever type of book you're writing. Definitely. So, you know, talking about sort of different types of books, we've talked about, um, well, we, we've talked about a kind of hard copies of books. So whether that's a, technically a hard copy or a paperback, we've <laughs> talked about Kindles. But I have to say, for me, as a, uh, again, just kind of coming from the perspective of a mum of a toddler, which means that my, my time is no longer um, <laughs> in... I'm not in as much control of my time as I used to be, should we say? Uh-huh. Um, I'm I'm somebody who loves to read Karen, and I'm you know I'm looking at I'm sitting in my dining room, I'm looking at my bookshelf, and I'm seeing a plethora of um, actually mainly personal development books at this stage, <laughs> a few a few fiction ones tossed in there as well. But after having Nyla, and it might be a very different experience for different mums. I certainly can't speak for everybody. But after having Nyla, it took me a long time before I got through a whole book. <laughs> mm, I can imagine. And, you know, the, the, the first one, actually, that I got through was one um, by uh, Carrie Green. I don't know if you're familiar with her, Karen, of the Female yes. Entrepreneur Association. Yep. I have the book. I haven't read it yet, but I do have her book. <laughs> oh, so do you know, when you get to it, Karen, I think you'll see what I mean. And And it's such good inspiration for me. Um, oh gosh, and I'm saying this out loud, it sounds like commitment, but when we were speaking before we started recording, Karen, you, you were asking me about, um, am I thinking about writing any more books and all of that? And I suppose saying this out loud is making me think that really maybe I am, but it really made me realise that when I get to the stage where I'm ready to write a book for working parents, I'm absolutely going to embrace that format that she embraced, because what it is, Karen, is it is incredibly short chapters. Mm. And I think I realized that that made a huge difference because actually I could get from, you know, one bit to the next in five minutes or in 10 minutes. And that made the world of difference. But more than that, because I think it's really hers and yours, Karen, that I have read, physically read in the past year and a half. But what I have done is I've been consuming loads of audiobooks. And Audible is my new best friend. And, <laughs> and and actually where it is the author voicing the book, I love it. So one of my favourites at the moment has been um, Abundance Now by Lisa Nichols, who she was uh, kind of on The Secret and then she's been on Oprah and the Steve Harvey yeah. show and... She's just kind of one of those people that you really sort of connect with her voice. And I wondered if you could tell us, Karen, what you, what is your take on audiobooks and their growth and how this can potentially fit in to a plan for somebody who wants to, to get a book out there? Well, you know, I, I think what you're doing here with the podcast is obviously a perfect example. You know, bite-sized chunks people can listen to, which is like a mini audiobook, isn't it? Um, in Book Marketing Made Simple, I talk about doing an audiobook. Um, I haven't actually done a full audiobook myself, but I do work with um, a, a music studio close to me who do audiobooks. So I've recorded um, with my third book, Your Book is a Hook, I recorded the introduction to that. And it is in the back of my mind, well, it is probably the forefront of my mind to actually record that one and also my most recent one as audiobooks but I'm a really visual person so you know when you said Lisa Nichols I could picture her in my mind because oh, I, yeah. I you know yeah. I've seen her but you know I'm not an order I'm, I'm very much a visual person I'm the sort of person who loves to pick up a book and read it but yeah I know I can tell I can understand what you mean about time so I think 
Having your books available in multiple formats is key. So paperback, Kindle, audio, you reach more people who have those different preferences when you when you um, do that. And it's so easy these days to go into a studio. If you get a good studio who can top and tail it and add the bits and pieces, it's brilliant quality. You know, the introduction I did really last summer was a really, a really great introduction to it. And I hate listening to the sound of my own voice, but actually I enjoyed listening to that because they do a brilliant job. So again, doing it professionally, like you know publishing a book you know publishing a book professionally doing an audio professionally you know it's, it represents your brand at the end of the day so I think if you want to reach people um who are time poor audio book is great but in saying that it really depends on who your ideal reader is so all of that is um is, is key to think about that but yeah I think audio books will be the way forward with our fast pace of life as it tends to be these days Absolutely. And I think you're right, Karen. I think it is an addition into the mix, not a replacement. Yeah. In in the same way that I remember there was a lot of talk years ago about, I, I'm, I'm saying Kindles, but I guess electronic readers, yeah. Yeah. you know, sort of taking over the market and all of that. But but look at what's happening now. Like book sales have, have kind of increased again, I think, recently. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so it's about adding options. Yeah, as opposed yeah. to, to taking something away. And interestingly, actually, and I will say this to anybody who um, who really is, you know, in the process of writing a book or thinking about writing a book, it I think it also has the potential to really sort of maximize any revenue you get. Because I can tell you, two of the favorite audiobooks that I listen, listened to recently, so that will be Abundance Now and... I think the other one <laughs> was You Are a Badass at Making Money <laughs> by Jen like, like. Sincero, which is a great title, clearly. I uh-huh. absolutely have the intention now to to buy the books as well. Because because I am visual because I am visual also. So what I love the idea of doing is potentially, you know, because you can listen on your commute and do all sorts of things, especially if especially if you're not driving. <laughs> But, you know, but I, I, because I really engaged with those books, I really want to go through them again, like with a highlighter. Yeah. You know, so Kindle won't do it for me in that case. And I've realized personally, you know, uh, personal development books, I, I like to have the hard copy when I have them because I want to be able to, I'm sorry to anybody who doesn't like people who fold pages, but I like to be able to like fold a page or highlight a section or whatever the case might be. So it actually does have the potential to, you know, have a customer buy into what you're doing twice or more, maybe. Yeah, definitely. You know, I'll often buy Kindle books because it's easy, it's quick, and you can read it at a glance and maybe pick up salient points. But if I really like it or I know I want to go deeper, I always buy the paperback as well because, you know, you know, Kindle's great. I, I go to the gym and I often read a Kindle book at the gym um, on my iPhone, which is, like, tiny, but, you know, you can do it and you can get some of the points. But the paperback is, for me, it's the, you know, the better option to have. So whether you're an audio fan or a Kindle fan, you know, and people may buy all three, you never know. Yeah, you never know. I'm sure there are people who do. Yeah. So, you know, Karen, one of my motivations behind us having this conversation today, apart from how lovely it has been to catch up, <laughs> um, <laughs> is, you know, like I say, the the awareness that that writing a book can really be a dream for people. Um, but for many people, it stays a dream. Like yeah. it, it doesn't really become something that they action. And when I talk about creative career solutions for parents, I really want them to see that this is all possible. 
This is decisions that we're making. This is actions that we're taking. And so while these things aren't going to happen, um, you know, they're, they're not just going to fall in your lap as such. If you make certain decisions and you communicate with the relevant people and people know what you're doing and you become an author even before you have the book published because you're working on it and you're, you know, you're interviewing and you're doing all of that stuff. So I want people to really, to, to really understand that they can. But in the same breath, I'd love to hear about what, maybe in your experience, Karen, what have been some of the most challenging parts of either book writing or book marketing for you? And how have you overcome them? I'm not sure about me, but I certainly can see things in my clients. So if it's okay to give a couple of client examples, because then it kind of brings it alive. Um, You know, what I find for many people is they've got this, I was talking to someone recently and she had a really, she's so enthusiastic about writing the book and she's, you know, got a great idea and we spent a little bit of time, you know, on on Skype, you know, talking about it, but she doesn't know where to start. And I think for a lot of people, they have this dream, they don't know where to start and then it becomes overwhelming. And then when it becomes overwhelming, it's one of those things that you procrastinate again, you know, and it goes to the bottom of the pile so you know that's one of the challenges I see I'm actually running a webinar um, very soon about the seven challenges that most business authors face so um, there are they are in the forefront of my mind and obviously time comes into it you know how do I fit it in so you know but one thing I do when I work with clients is look at the milestones and I think the only way that I've probably written my book is by breaking it down and I've broken it down into manageable chunks rather than look at writing a 50,000 word book because that can feel overwhelming um I've got another client who was struggling with her confidence so I introduced her to uh, the colleague I work with who has helped her to really increase her confidence I spoke to her earlier this week and it's amazing that shift that's happened and the fact that she's got a group of people now who are giving feedback on her chapters who are cheerleading her every step of the way and it's amazing to actually see that so you know I think there's a lot of challenges that people can face when when they're writing a book but there's just something about having that moment when you get your book in your hands that it makes everything feel worthwhile um but it's about being really realistic with your time you know realistic with you know when you want to do it how you want to do it and you know and having that clear structure when you start out Thank you. Thank you so much for breaking some of that down. And it's lovely to hear those client examples. And of course, I know for a lot of people who are kind of facing different challenges, whether it is confidence or whether it is how to get started, then you can be a big part of the solution, <laughs> Karen, for, for some of those people in terms of really getting that clarity and moving forward. So that's really helpful. Thank you for sharing. And Karen, what would you say has surprised you most along your journey? Um, what has surprised me the most? Um, I think the increasing number of people who want to write a book. You know, when I started out in 2009, it was a rarity rather than a, rather than the norm in the entrepreneurial world. But, pe- but people are seeing the benefit of doing it, of getting their message out there. You know, you see it all the time with celebrities. And I think, you know, you don't have to be a celebrity to write a book. We've all got a story to tell. We've all got lessons we've learned. We've got all got experiences and knowledge and expertise that we need to get out there. Um so yeah I suppose that surprised me and also how it does actually raise your status and you know how you do have that you know the you know the fans that come up to you and you you know I look around and go who me (laughs) (laughs) but it does put you in a different league to other people you know I've said it once I'll say it again but I think that's what's really surprised me definitely yeah like I said I I completely remember fangirling over you when with that first book and and it is it, it becomes sort of such an impressive thing and such an exciting thing when you really connect with the ideas that somebody has shared so 
Absolutely, absolutely. And Karen, what would you say? So when you think about your journey and what you're doing now as a book mentor and coach and, you know, all sorts of things along the way, what are you most proud of when you reflect on the choices that you've made? Well, I'm certainly glad I wrote the first book. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a choice. I did go three months of procrastination going, who am I to write a book? What if people don't like it? Um, But it was only the fact that I'd interviewed some really successful coaches that it kind of like, I can't go back to them and say I haven't done it. And it was kind of pride that got me through it. Um, So I'm really pleased on that. Um, And I'm pleased that I, you know, I did resist niching deeply as a book mentor for a while. And I kept, you know, holding on to the business coaching that I was doing at the time. But they go hand in hand at the end of the day. I'm doing exactly the same as um, what I was doing when I was doing the business coaching, working with new coaches. I'm just focused at the end of when people come and work with me one-to-one, you know, the thing that, you know, 90% of people get at the end of working with me is a book in their hand, but they get all the business building stuff along the way. So I think that is something I've learned that maybe I didn't realise when I started out. Um, I'm proud of my clients. I'm proud of their successes as well, that we can take this concept and this idea and turn it into a book that people are raving about and giving five-star reviews on Amazon. Um and I'm, you know, I'm, and I suppose, I'm, yeah, I'm just proud of what I do on a day-to-day basis. I get to live the life that I enjoy doing. So I've recently been doing a little tour around the UK in London, York and Edinburgh. Um, but we run a writing retreat in Spain every year, which we've been doing. We're doing it for the fourth time this year. And I get the chance to do what I do and also inspire other people. And, you know, when I started out in business, I wanted to change the world. And I, I soon realised I couldn't change it. You know, I can only change it one person at a time, but through supporting clients with their books, I've been to a couple of book launches over the last few weeks, you know, I can see them making a difference. I can see them creating a ripple effect. I can see them changing the world. So together we can do it. And, you know, whether you want to write a book to leave a legacy or whether you want to share what you've learned, your story, I think, you know, it's just important to get it out there and, and just trust that you've got an important message to share. And, you know, and get support if you feel that you need, you know, support at any, you know, any stage of the journey from planning, writing, publishing, marketing. You know, there are, there's myself and there are people like me who can help in that area as well. Well, as somebody who not only has worked with you one-on-one, Karen, on a, a number of occasions, uh, but also has been to, um, I haven't had the pleasure of being to any of your writing retreats, which sound incredible and are often in Spain and amazing places like that. Um, But I have been to, you know, sort of some of your um, kind of, I want to say away days, and it might just be because I'm back working that I'm, <laughs> that I'm using that workshops events whatever you workshops. want to call it yeah Thank you, Karen. <laughs> that is a better word um yeah I have been to a number of your writing workshops which I know again you kind of hold in beautiful settings and all of that but you know you, you're in the company of fellow writers no matter what stage they are on their book journey and so when you talk about I guess kind of being really proud about making that difference it, it's so true because I think about you know that there are a number of books that wouldn't have seen the light of day if people hadn't been working with you or somebody like you or some, you know, somebody yeah. who does something similar, mm. um, because it, it would have been that chatter in their head and that that sort of you know the one that you you know one of the ones that you said which is so powerful is the who am I to write a book, mm. and and that chatter really can take over if you don't get the right kind of support, whether it is in a group setting, one-on-one, whatever the case might be. And you know, one of the final questions I wanted to ask you before we, we close off our, our chat for today, Karen, was what is your, your current mantra 
if you have one or one of your favorite motivational quotes which really kind of helps get your head back in the game and helps keep you moving yeah, I, I know you um, sent me a few questions just to, as examples of things you might come today. And I know we've gone off at a few tangents, but when I saw that question, I went, what is it? What is my mantra? Then it reminded me of um, when I wrote uh, The Secrets of Successful Coaches, I got some bookmarks done and I had a quote on there, which is really relevant still today. Um, and that is the journey of a thousand, st- thousand miles starts with a single step. And, you know, that can relate so much to writing a book as a business and so much in life. And it just reminded me of how that mantra is equally as important now as it was then that's a lovely one yes that's such a great reminder and like you say especially when you know if you think about the 50,000 words it can be paralyzing but if you think about you know 500 words a day or whatever it is that you want to do which feels good then yeah those those single steps can really add up to a lot it can do and I run I run a, um, a writing challenge every summer and I'm doing it for the third time this year um, and it's uh, all about writing 10,000 words and you know all you need is you know 20 hours during the summer to write which you know if you can fit it in around you know school clubs holidays and things like that you know it's what I find with a lot of people, although, you know, August can be a busy time, people often take a little bit of downtime from work. So I find it's a great time to actually focus on writing and focus on planning and actually getting, um, you know, group support as well. So um, it's, it's just really about breaking it down into those single steps and thinking, OK, so what what one thing could I do today that takes me one step forward towards my book? It doesn't mean you've got to run, you know, 20 steps in a day, but it's just looking at that one single step that moves you forward. Brilliant. And Karen, finally, where can listeners go to keep up with your fab offers, with what you're up to, to connect with you online um, and really find out more about how they can participate in uh, some of what uh, you just mentioned? Yeah, if you go to www.librotas.com, which is L-I-B-R-O-T-A-S.com, um, you can sign up to the How to Write a Book checklist or one of my webinars or masterclasses on there. So you can get to know me, see how I work. Um, if you want to grab one of my books, I've got five of them on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's there's a page on my website that tells you about them. So The Secrets of Successful Coaches, How to Stand Out in Your Business, um, Your Book is a Hook, The Mouse of Alls, which is my story of um, going from a shy a shy a child to an entrepreneur and also my latest one book marketing made simple just you know if any of those can help you you know feel free to you know order them direct from me or order them from amazon um and if you want to have a chat i you know i love talking with people if you've got an idea and you want to explore it further you know let me know um and uh, one last thing is we've got a facebook group called the author's journey so if anyone wants to um join myself and my colleague cheryl who i mentioned earlier um and you want to just sort of maybe you know, just put your toe in the water with writing a book, you know, please come and join us. If you type in the author's journey into Facebook, you should be able to find us or, or drop me a message and then I'll, um, I'll tell you how you can become involved with that. That is a great suggestion, Karen. Thank you so much for that. And what a lovely way, like you say, to just kind of dip your toe in the water when so many of us are on Facebook anyway. You might as well yeah. see what some of the lovely people in the group are posting and what they're doing and and uh, see how inspiring that can be. Brilliant. And so, Karen, would there be a final thought or one single message uh, that you would like to leave our listeners with? If you really want to write a book, just do it. Get support, get accountability, um, you know, tap into other people's knowledge who might be able to help you. But just, and just remember how much you know and how much that is valuable and how you're going to change people's lives when you get it out there. Perfect. 
Thank you so much. And Thank you. You have been listening to the Creative Career Solutions for Parents podcast. I hope not only have you been inspired by the notion of really turning your book dreams into reality, but you realise that there are real ways that you can make it happen and there is lots of support out there. You really don't need to do it on your own. As ever, I feel really honoured that you have chosen to spend this time hanging out with me and today with hanging out with our guest Karen as well. So thank you so much and I look forward to connecting with you again soon.